Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been, yeah. This is the Black Country Bloke, Tuna Fat, here with me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cadman, and we're joined today by Jamie Roberts. Now, Jamie Roberts was a Paralympian in many events, but I'm going to let him tell you all about that. So, Jamie, thank you, brother, for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure, Kevin. And would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and how, once again, your disability, then how you had the courage to go for the Paralympics? Uh, as you said, Kevin, I'm a two-time Paralympian, transformational coach, TEDx speaker. Um, my upbringing is slightly different to most Paralympians. My parents were both in the forces. So I think from an opportunity standpoint, uh, from a sports perspective... I probably had everything going. Um, it wasn't as straightforward. I started out in mainstream sport and I had one coach uh, when I was 15 years old say, what's your thoughts on doing disability sport? I was taken aback by the comment. Um, I didn't know what to say at the time. Uh, probably very rebellious. Um, I probably said, well, why would I want to do something like that? Because... Uh, we look, we're talking about about 20 years ago, Paralympic sport was not viewed in the same way as the, as the mm. Olympics. Um, so my perception probably was probably very similar. It's like, well, it at best was maybe getting two weeks, uh, t- sorry, two hours of highlights for a two week mm. discipline. Uh, whereas the Olympics was every single, every single day. Um, so, I wanted to be an elite sportsman and I went away and discussed it with my family and long story short, made the British development team for British swimming within the year to 18 months. So it was a pretty rapid rise uh, in, in disability sport um, and then it went from strength to strength. I, I, I seemed to be in the right place. Uh, I went to university because of sport um, and... I think I, I thrived in that environment um, in South Wales and made my first Paralympics in Beijing uh, 13 years ago. Um, and I, I got a taste for it and I, I wanted more. So when opportunities came knocking and ultimately I had to change sports twice, uh, it was it was no it was a no brainer. It was I had to probably ask a second opinion. But it, it was like, well, I'm enjoying life. I, I'm liking this. And when London came came about, it was, yes, please. Um, I know family wanted me to go in a different direction. Um, I'd like to think, uh, what would it be now? Nine years on, I made the right decision. Uh, sometimes I do question, what what if I'd have gone into down the route of going into the media with Channel 4, where I might have be. But I think talking to other athletes that didn't get the opportunity to compete, I think I made my I made the right decision for me. 
Because as you said about Channel 4, two things I want to come back to then, because I remember before 2012, it was the Olympics and the other thing at the end. But after 2012, what Channel 4 and The Last Leg did, they made a massive thing of the Paralympics. And that's why it is how it is today, isn't it? It's in the adverts and it's in full coverage, or mostly full coverage of all the different events. I I think it was I think it's also with it coming coming home so to speak, uh, with it being us hosting the the first games in nineteen forty eight, it was probably an opportunity for the Paralympics to to to, to grasp it with both hands uh, and to probably put it as a benchmark. I don't think Rio has lived up to that. Uh, Tokyo, I think, probably would have uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic. Uh, because talking to people, it sounds like in terms of uh, accessibility and things like that, the, the Japanese are like light years ahead of pretty much the world. Um, so it would have been quite interesting, as even as a spectator, to have actually um, been able to witness it and and experience it. Um, it'd be nice to talk to the athletes when they come home, um, British alike and alike, to kind of say what was the experience like. Okay, could tell a little bit compared to to Rio or, or games in the past, but I would echo what you, what you said, Kevin, in terms of it. It kind of normalised it. Okay, you had um, uh, I can't think of the presenters, Adam and Alex uh, Brooker. Uh, Alex Brooker being disabled. Okay, got the token ginger, but <laughs> it it, it kind of normal. It kind of normalised disabilities it was it was if it was okay for for me to laugh about it or for those two to laugh about it it's okay for Lee and yourself to be able to come into the conversation and joke about if I'm comfortable with uh making a mockery of my disability it's okay for you to do it and I think it's gone from strength to strength okay most of the Paralympics are household names uh now they in their own right I think they probably deserved it anyway um and i think it's it's opened up the conversation for for main for me, in the mainstream to kind of go okay it's not these people are on the are, are marginalized they're not on the the periphery uh i think there's still some way to go in within probably yeah. the general populace because there's some disabilities that are accepted and others that are not. I probably I probably fall in one of the disabilities that accept it because if I was just standing still you, and was wearing trousers, you wouldn't know any different. I look able-bodied. Um, there's probably still some way to go to to recognise uh, what I would describe as probably the the epitome of the Paralympics. You know, the the severely dis- disabled among us because. There was always talk of of the two disciplines merging of the Olympics and the Paralympics. Well, if that was to ever, happen, I don't think it will do nowadays because I think they 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 stand alone uh, equally and, and as as strong as as they ever be, have been, and they're probably in their own right they're they're strong separately. But if they were ever to do that, the ones that would be discarded would be the the most of it the 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 yeah the most severely. Handicapped, if I was to use it like in a, in a in a negative term, I would be fine because I, I I'm socially acceptable. It's not very difficult to explain what's wrong with me. Thus, okay, we we can accept it. Um, and I think this is where 
probably the Paralympics finds itself now is is in kind of that me- that in between as okay, are we gonna go for the best of the best? Or are we gonna stick to our principles? So I think it's it's kind of in a catch twenty two at the moment. Could you describe what your disability is, please? Um, I'm gonna do my best because it's, it's difficult to verbally describe it. I'm missing my uh, femur bones at the top portion of my legs and my thigh. Uh, I've got small tibia and fibula, which would be the bottom portion of my leg, and that's attached to my hip. So I use amputation because it's easier to be able to interpret and visualize because thus everybody's seen a prosthetic limb now. Everybody's seen an amputation because of uh, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, and I guess for me, it's it's evil, easy to kind of go, this is what it is. If you've got any further questions, obviously go ahead. Uh, as opposed to kind of describing it it's quite very, it's quite you've got to be very in tuned uh with a visual being able to visualize okay this is what i'm looking at even though i can't see it can i just what go back to sorry kev can i just go back to something you mentioned there about um kind of accepted disabilities um so me me and kev have been talking quite a lot about our podcast and obviously planning for the future and and um Kevy's obviously he's got his disability and then I've got a child who's severely disabled so we're looking to actually you know where we talk more about disability or as much about disability as mental health and I think what you said there about accepted people with disability is right because I was I look at my daughter um, and say she's severely disabled she's in a wheelchair and the amount of people, or when I do interviews, that basically happen, oh, it's a really hard life, isn't it? It's really hard. It's hard for her. And I'm like, and it, it drives me mad because I want to show the positive side of it. Because you know what? There is days it is hard. But, you know, it, it, the positive outweighs it by far. And I think as as media, we kind of show, if, if my daughter was to get on telly, it's always kind of the sob story or they're trying to raise money because they can't. It's always that sob side of it instead of actually highlighting the positive of having a disabled daughter. Um, so I think that's really important to put across there, that it all needs to be accepted. But I also understand it has to it has to start with people like yourself who who is not obviously disabled if you start breaking down the barriers for us then hopefully we can come through behind you but lee could i jump in there because once you said like because i'm registered being blind i'm completely blind in my left eye and i've got less ten, less than 10 percent of my right eye but i'm high functioning i run a boxing club people don't know i'm visually impaired unless i mention it because i learned from a young age how to get through life so like if you see a guy with a blind cane or a dog you can see his bones straight away, but people like me might think I'm ignorant because I don't wave if I see them or might accidentally bump into stuff, but I'm not obviously disabled. Like you, if you're wearing trousers, people wouldn't know you're, you, you've got a poorly leg. Jamie? Yeah, I, I think, well, that's it's it's probably goes a step further than that because it's it, it comes to... The the accept well the acceptance is massive because you could put that to blanket that statement to the whole of society. Uh, I I would probably agree that during the first lockdown, people are embracing of change. I'm uh, willing to confront their their demons. 
I think as me as a, a, a professional, as a coach, I knew that wouldn't last because that's uncomfortable. It's it's challenging. Um, I'd probably echo what you say, Lee. I probably I don't hear that very often in terms of all oh, it, it must be hard for you. Like, well, I don't know any different. I was born like this. It's yes, yes. I've come to to realize and accept. Well, if I brush it off. Uh, and for, from a humility standpoint, kind of say it's no big big deal. It, it is a big deal because the the fortitude that it takes to not self loathe or self pity yourself with a disability is pretty. You got to be a strong individual because the, the the bad days probably we call the good, but when you have a bad day, you feel could feel pretty down. Be it I don't know. You you've got a pressure sore as somebody in a wheelchair, so you can't use your chair. Uh, same with if you're an amputee, you got a, a blister or a sore, can't wear your prosthetics. You, you're, you're I'm not saying you're inca- incapable of uh, of doing e- easy tasks, but you're on the back foot, and no pun intended. Versus probably everybody in society that has quote unquote got nothing wrong with them, but in in terms of from the mental health perspective, it it it, it can weigh you down. Uh, I I spoke to one of my clients. I think it was in the second lockdown. And he he felt quite low in terms of well, I can't go to the toilet without disturbing my wife. It's like well, okay. You, you're not feeling the prosthetic at the moment. However, let me give you a different perspective on, okay, we as those in, in, in the in the community of disability have an advantage, which are users as well. We are able to displace or, or add the disability at our, at our will. So, so the positive I was trying to reinforce was you're going to have your bad days. That was one of them. It's unfortunate that you don't want to disturb your wife. Thus, the prosthetic is a, a hindrance and a nuisance. I get that because um, there are there are days they're not they're, they're the few and far between. But I do get days like that. So that's why I can probably relate to 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 my clients who've got same impairments. It's they know full well that my bad days equal theirs. Uh, but I probably have a different perspective on on life at times. But I, what I wanted to to give him is, well, you're a little bit like a transformer. It it it's a positive. You add it, it enables you to do things that other people may take for granted. However, if you're having a bad day, you can get rid of it. Other disabilities don't have that luxury. So be it cerebral palsy. Um, people with severe disability can't kind of go and go. Okay, I'm having a bad day. Let me put it to one side, and I can go about my day. I can go about my day. Um, for me, it would be okay. I can't walk, and you still use my crutches, or I can choose to to look at it and kind of say, well, okay, today is this the best I can do? Okay, that's all right. And I and I and I don't wear a leg. I don't use the crutches, and uh, I just take on boards. You know, from a mental perspective, if you, it's more skill set that you see in mental health. As okay, you're not a hundred percent today. You might be at fifty. That's okay. It's except you, 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 you're taught to to embrace that that 
that side of things. It's it's that's the that's the best you can do today. Okay, okay. It takes a lot to, to be able to look at it in a positive way because if you're not in it, if you're in a dark place, fifty percent is not hundred percent. Thus, it's bad. Um, but this probably comes back to us as as human beings. It's like well, we don't glorify when things are going well. I'm happy. I feel good. Okay, that's all right. When the opposite's true. Oh, I feel I feel crap. I feel sad. I feel bad. Let me let me analyze that under a microscope, uh, and kind of go, well, why is this affecting me? Um, I'm one of those type of people. I I, I analyze things very very deeply. Sometimes um, I, I think through my own troubles with mental health, uh, I've come to realize that uh, I was probably told to well, don't analyze it so much i went to the extreme of i don't analyze it at all because then i don't i don't try and look at it as uh you, you've got the likes of you know meditation apps looking at good bad and indifferent so i don't want to why do i need to analyze indifferent if i don't feel anything to, to whatever the situation was why am i why am i reading into it it's it, it it's that's for me is how i would look at it because good okay that's wonderful it's 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 a wonderful day it's sunny outside it's sunny inside if it's if it's dark and gloomy hey that's that's life we live in that part of the world so it's kind of the, the normality and if it's somewhere in between i try not to analyze it too much anymore it's like well, if i don't feel anything towards the the subject hey oh well that's that's good if i have no no ill feelings either way that it's depend on what it is but if it's nothing that needs serious thought about it hey oh well we'll keep going we'll keep going forward i think that is life you've got to realize some days there's being depressed and there's being down isn't that sometimes you just wake up down but down is different to depressed but nerves are different to anxiety and we've got to remember, in life, we are going to feel happy and we are going to feel sad. Like flowers, they need sunshine and rain. Or to make a rainbow, like with the NHS, we need the sunshine and we need the rain. That's life. But I think when you have bouts of depression, which I know me and Lee have, I know that you have, that's when it's horrible, isn't it? That's when it's, you are in that dark room and it's very difficult to get out. Well, I, th- I think because as, I'm not going to generalise, but ma- males are not, okay with their feelings this is where the problem starts because they're not able to identify things of depression and kind of going down that dark hole because okay i'm going to brush it off as okay i don't want to tell a complete stranger i don't want to tell my family that i've got a weakness it's not really a weakness but the point i'm making is if you kind of say okay i'm okay and you keep telling yourself that you, you virtually, if I was choosing from a positive perspective, you fake it till you make it. Mm. It's not all right. So why are you lying to yourself first and foremost? And why are you lying to other people? And for me, as an adult, it's come to realize that because I, I was brought up more by my my mother, my aunt, and my and my grandmother, so matriarchic society. 
as a child, I would be okay with my feelings. I would it'd be okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be happy. And as I've got older and been societally influenced, now let's let's be guarded of of uh, what could be see, perceived as a weakness and be used against me. And ultimately, sport is pretty much like that. It's 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 you're gonna go and put on a suit of armor and go to war. Okay, it's not physically going to 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 fight, but mentally you are trying to outdo an opponent you are trying to find any ounce of weakness to be able to utilize so be it i'm probably i've had to rebuild myself back up to kind of go okay there's skill sets i can learn from sport there's also skill sets of vulnerability that i had as a, as a preteen and adolescent that i've lost and i think that's an essence that I brought into my coaching early doors was, okay, you can't relate to me because of my sporting um, excellence because you're putting me on a pedestal, rightly or wrongly, um, for whatever reason that is. You're creating a divide that doesn't exist. The only relatable factor is the disability. Okay, let me get rid of this this. Uh, this divide and, and and not create vulnerability, but to kind of showcase, I do have flaws, I do have weaknesses. Mm. I'm okay with talking about it, and the amount of people that come and speak to me, be it via Zoom, via via chats, messenger, emails, and kind of go, well, you're an inspiration and motivation. It's like, well, okay, that's all well and good that I'm 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 a figurehead to kind of give you hope. But you also need to find that yourself. You need to be willing to to embrace some sort of inner but it doesn't matter if it's minute or, or major. I, I, it's for me it was probably easy because from my first bout of was it anxiety or was it depression? I know it was to do with mental, I can't remember. But I was I wanted to write about it because then I can at least go back and that's one bonus of Facebook is kind of like a diary uh, to kind of show, showcase to me it's like progress okay this time two three years ago you were having this look where you look how far you've come um, and okay I can showcase it to a new audience who maybe have not seen it it's like well I've I've had this here's a problem. Is a resolution, here's a solution. And this is what I did. I'm not saying it's going to work for you, but these are steps that you can implement and you're going to see change. It's not going to happen overnight. It probably took about three, six months to see change. And, okay, it's really dug the head again for a pandemic. I know over the last 18 months that I've done the work that I stopped doing it. So I can kind of go, okay, you thought two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, everything's rosy, everything's back to normality, but you stopped doing the work. And any time you stop doing the work is when atrophy comes. So if we were to use, from a physical standpoint, it's easy to see. You, you, you've got weaker, okay, you, you've took your foot off the accelerator, but I think when it comes to Mandalve and the brain, people can't see it. It's like, well, I can't grasp it. I, well, I think as 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 a science, we still don't know a lot about the brain. So it's 
so it so it's got a long way to come so be it, like how much is actually in tap that you don't utilize as the three of us have conversating just now but it's like as you just said like like with the physical oh i've put on a bit of weight you can see the fat on your belly or my i've twinged my back i should go and see a physiotherapist but often we we wait to very extremes like to go and see a counselor an nlp hitting a therapist whatever it is we almost have to be on the verge of being completely broken before we go and get the help. Well, that probably comes back to, we talk about like, from a history perspective, you know, Spartans, very strong. Just if we look at, the, I think from a history perspective, or the film 300, you know, the, the week is discarded and chucked off the mountainside. So I think, if we portray that kind of machismo in films, people are going to go, well, okay, I need to be like that. I need to have a six-pack. I need to be strong. But what I would challenge anybody listening to that is like, well, you need to be strong for your family. You need to be strong for your children. You need to accept them a good example. Uh you, Lee, uh, Kevin, you talked about obviously having a bit of fat around the stomach. Uh, I I've got loads to, now. <laughs> I, I spoke to somebody um, a couple of weeks ago and they would skip breakfast, and but they would make their children eat breakfast. And the kids would kind of go, well, you're making me eat breakfast, why aren't you? Uh, and because I'd worked in education for a little bit, I've seen kids going to secondary school eating chocolate uh, drinking Monster, having Lucas A for breakfast. It's like, for me, towards the end of my contract, I, I would challenge it. Whereas in the beginning, I came to accept it because like, well, I'm coming from an industry that's all about health. Who is it for me to preach to somebody else how to live their life? Whereas I, that derailed me psychologically, physically, because of... The pressures of that environment is very toxic, so it kind of unravels you and brings you down. And I wasn't, I was pretty much exercising like a bare minimum. Uh, I was making the wrong choices when it came to eating. And I was just pretty much eating to survive that environment. And I think once I hit rock bottom, as you said, Kevin, um, I was not aware of uh, spiraling. Um, I was probably going down slowly slowly over the years and um, once I'd retired from sport and I didn't see it so I think my body was giving me warning signs of okay mm. this is not all right okay let's give you something that will really make you alert uh, I had a massive panic attack uh, at work and I thought I was having a heart attack or a stroke mm. yeah but my body kind of got well, okay when it comes to your health you're going to listen and what I heard from uh, colleagues of that, that experience that day, it horrified me. It's like your eyes were rolling back in your head. It's like, well, I don't remember doing that. Your head kind of hit the desk. It's like, no, I'm sure I had control of my head. I, I know I put my head into my hands. And it was like my head was going to explode. Mm. And I was asked, oh, do you want an ambulance? like, yes, because I've never felt like this ever. Um, it's helped because I know. You do think I, you're going to die, don't you? Yeah. And you have one. And and it's it's been it's obviously made it apparent 
when I've had panic attacks, not major as that, but you kind of go, okay, you're having a panic attack now. You know what it is. You you're not you're not gonna die. You're not having a heart attack or stroke. Uh, I think the only time that I was come close to it was the before was during the first lockdown back in March. Uh, I wasn't sleeping very well because I'm kind of spiraling then, uh, just because of the just because of the media. You know, very very negative. Uh, and I was probably sleeping like three hours a night for, oof, I think it ended up being like a month. So people were like, well, how are you able? And I was turning up to work every single day. And to this day, I still don't know how. Three hours sleep, just about able to function. And uh, I was talking to out of hours back then and gave them my symptoms. I was like, tight chest and pain about it's like well we think you should go to the hospital that's the last place i wanted to go at that mm. time was hospital it's like well you're telling to everybody in 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 the british public that covid's in hospital why would i want to go there it's, it's, it doesn't make no sense um i i know uh, I, I i know probably looking back on reflection of there was a deadly science my end when he said oh you need to go to the hospital it's like mm. I don't want to. I don't particularly want to go there. Um, and and I I know now, eighteen months on why because they wanted to check that I hadn't had a stroke or I hadn't had a heart attack because I've got a history of it in my family. So, uh, of everything come back clear, and I think within six hours I was out. So I I I was set fairly, fairly there, and present because it's like well. I want all the tests to come back negative. Uh, I was asking questions uh, of of the stats and things like that. But what probably alarmed me most is when the doctor came around, like, you know, the question you get from mental health, are you likely to hurt yourself or somebody else? I answered yes. But I didn't think of the, the, the gravity, actual consequences of that, that answer. I just answered it like, like you would do as, okay, You've asked me a question. I think probably deep down it was me reaching out for help. It's like, well, if I make it worse than it is, I don't think I would, but it was getting to that point that I might have done. So I probably was aware that, okay, you're losing control. Just come out and say, and obviously I was psychoevaluated, so it, and I was and I was uh, diagnosed depressed, and then had put on some medication. But for me, I think once I got the stigma side, uh, stigma to one side, and kind of said, okay, well, the medication this time round is going to be the help. Last time you were able to do it for counselling and and support, that wasn't there. So it was. I did brush it off the first time when it was given. Like, well, I don't want, I don't want medicine. I want to do it holistically because medicine and all of its, um, how do I describe it? Poo-poos to a certain extent as well. If you take medication, you're going to get side effects. Yada, yada, yada. You're going to have all things that go wrong. But mine's quite low in terms of dosage, more for the sleep. It helped, and then slowly but surely, we we we. I'm not saying I got better. I, I improved. Uh, I did the work. I did. I looked at the t- t- tools that was 
uh, able to implement. Sometimes it's probably rightly or wrongly, I tried to implement multiple, uh, which they tell you not to do, because uh, it's like, well, this one didn't work today, let me use another one. And then, and be like, okay, on the worst days, none of them will work at all. But I think gradually, I just utilize some that, that that worked for me, talking, talking about it, and ultimately, I'm aware when when things don't go well it would be okay if i read too much bad media okay that makes mm. me feel a bit makes me feel a bit down okay stop it that's enough or give myself a limit or a cap okay you can read five ten comments that's it you start to go downhill that's enough i think you mentioned something important there um we speak of we speak quite often about the stigma surrounding mental health but there's also, you're right, there's also such a big stigma about people who take medication for their mental health. And this is as crazy as the stigma about mental health because ultimately if you've if you've hurt your leg, broke your leg, you're going to take painkillers. And, the, and there doesn't seem to be any qualms with anyone doing that at all. But when it comes to your mental health and you, you're taking something to help you there, there's definitely something, there's definitely a stigma around doing that. Um, and I'm kind of like you. I don't take tablets anyway to be quite honest I you know I never really have so I tend to prefer to go down the route of holistic but that doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone doing that some people need that medication to get them enough on track to be able to go down that route well I think I think because of it you know their cousins of you know, the opiates and things like that. I think that's probably why the, the stigma comes in because it's like, well, okay, are you trying to... And I'm not, I'm not, gener- not going to generalise too much with this statement. Are you trying to paint over the cracks with the problems, which some people will do, of, okay, I'll take the medication, then I don't thus have to do the work, which will never... I don't think will ever work. Some people might get away with it. Uh, I did at times the early days because oh let me take the medication it'll take some of the the load off and then it wasn't it wasn't really it was getting me so far and it would be through talking with uh one of the ot's at my my general um, practice and kind of go well you need to do the work because at the end of the day that's what's gonna that's what's gonna serve you the medication is only gonna serve you so much and you need to be able to have these, I won't say coping skills, it's not really the right thing for it. The, these resources at your disposal to be able to, if you have any bouts of anxiety, any bouts of depression or, 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 or panic attacks, you're able to deal with it yourself. You're not reliant on other people or re- reliant on, on, on a, on a drug, but, I think you you mentioned a good point, Lee, because the stigma towards the medication, rightly or wrongly, like you said, it's it it's some things are going to work better for other people than not. Okay, you're going to blanket statement and say, well, some people are going to work with medication, some people are going to work holistically. It's what's going to work best for for you as the individual. Okay, I was through my fault really 
I was asking every man and his dog, what should I be doing with my mental health, which is 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 is, is barbaric because everybody's gonna have their opinion on you should do this, you should do that, you should do you should do this, and I was going, I was pulling myself in every which direction, and I think the best support I got was my family was pretty brutal. It's like, well, uh, I think my aunt said, I don't care what you want. You need to do what's best for, you, for your mother because she, she, she has to live with it uh, to a certain extent during the lockdowns. I wasn't very happy at the time, but I think she was right. It was tough love. It's like you need to suck it up and, and take it. Uh, I think my mum did it a different way as... I'm not going to tell you to take the medication. You're going to, you're going to decide whether or not you take it, and there's nobody to blame. Uh, I, I obviously took it because the first the first day was amazing. Um, I had nine hours sleep. I thought it was it's like, oh, this is a wonderful drug. The next couple of days weren't great after that, but in terms of when I did talk about it, and they kind of said, well, if you get four hours sleep, five hours sleep a night, hey. That's okay. It, it it probably comes back to um, this myth of we must have eight hours sleep. So uh, I've always I've, I I love my sleep. So I probably get more than that. But when you when you kind of see that you're only getting half of that, it's like, well, is it, is this something that's still wrong and 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 things like that. But what I would probably say to people is like, it's, it, you've got to find what's going to suit you best. It, it could be the, going down the route of the medication. It could be doing NLP. It could be counseling. It could be, there, there's so many resources out there now. Uh, it, it's finding what works for me. I've obviously done a, common, a combination of the of the two because uh, I know I know the the things both work. Uh, I've done guided meditation, stopped doing it. Uh, I've obviously gone down a different route of uh, what I used to do with sport with music. So I'll give people now as a coach. I won't tell them what to do because ultimately, when it comes to mental health, I'm not I'm not a not a counselor. I'm not somebody within that health profession, so I can't give you medical advice because that would be uh, unjust and and um, not not acceptable and i wouldn't want to steer somebody down the route of oh you should do this xyz when i don't know they could be bipolar or something like that and they should be potentially looking at the medic the medic medication and seeking help from 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 the doctor but if it's to do more with like psychology it'd be okay why don't you try this or uh, i've got one client they used to do a lot with the, the their son before they die. It's like, well, you need to tr- try and see if you can implement it. And I can appreciate that it's going to be challenging because you've lost, you've got bereavement of that's something you used to do together. But it's it's helpful. Be it, you know, try five minutes. How do you how do you react to to that to that song? If it's positive, that's good. It's pro it's it's, it's progress. Um, and then and then go from there. I think you're right in terms of we we do again on the podcast and our radio. We won't we don't say go and do this because we're not medical professionals. But what we can do is tell them our experiences and what helped us. 
and then hopefully they they will try those things and try other things to find what what will help their own mental health. So you're right. Don't you know? Don't go. Don't go in there being a doctor, but definitely tell people your experiences and, and what helped you. Well, I think I think it comes it comes back to my point earlier, Lee, of, of vulnerability. I knew that would be. Well, I didn't know at the time, but I know looking back, that's my way to be able to give a knowledge branch or be able to connect. It's like well. Okay, you, you, you think because of whatever they was achieved with the sport makes we un, us unrelatable. It's like, what's well, that? It's not true. It's there is. I probably didn't help that because I reinforced the divide because I didn't talk about problems. I didn't talk about setbacks. I think those of people are surprised by how open I am. It's like, well, there's nothing that. These are, that to, for, for me, it's not an emotional attachment to the event. That those are facts. Those are lo- very logical. Be it you know failure with business, failure with schooling, failing with. Uh, I think the most easy is disability because I pretty much broke the leg very often. So it's like for me that's no big deal. It's like okay, like it's tiny, um, but if it gives people that little bit of you know, morsel of bread to, to take that path to 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 to, to 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 change. I'm happy. It's like, okay, if it's gonna take me to be somewhat uncomfortable, uh I, I shared something before Christmas, because uh, I talked to my mum about it, um and I went right back to the beginning and said, Well, I know how it felt for me because I know no difference. Um, I, I'm probably more embracing of it most of the time because it gives a sense of uh, accomplishment. Uh, sometimes I'll brush it off. It's like, oh, okay, I don't know any difference. But what I did was, okay, what was it like for the family for me growing oh. up as a disability? And that was quite heartwarming because, like, okay, it was challenging for my mother. Uh, I've used this on my website. Uh, my grandmother was very doom and gloom but I never knew this. Uh, she was like, well, what, how is he going to survive? Is he going to be in the wheelchair for the rest of his life? And, and all those the kind of negative stereotypes. She wasn't ever like that around me growing up. So it, it's probably very much, you know, old school thinking, somebody that's grew up, grown up uh, either side of, the, of both wars, uh, of pretty much, you know, British stereotypes, step up a lip and we, go, we, go, we carry on. Um, but, what messages I got, I got people like grown people in tears. It's like, oh, I've just told you, I've learned about this 30 minutes ago. It's no big deal. Um, it is, it is, it is pretty big for somebody else or a pill to somebody else to swallow. Cause it's like, well, oh, how would I, how would I survive? It's like, well, I didn't. I was very rarely in a wheelchair. Okay. Um, I've used it to kind of showcase, you know, positivity of it because I play wheelchair sport. Okay, the, the the other aspect of it was I was in a hospital wheelchair, which is horrific. It's a it's a tank, but it's relatable to 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 other amputees because it's it's viewed as it's viewed as don't stigmatize as this is bad. It's going backwards. I don't want to use crutches. I don't want to go in a wheelchair because it's 
I, I, I'm giving up and I'm becoming an invalid and an invalid. But it's like, well, is it? If that's the best that you can do on on that day that you utilize crutches, okay, I've got a wheelchair, got a spec alone a wheelchair in the house, but I've not used it. But the, the NHS kind of went to to a point where they were running on fumes with one of the limbs that I use because people are having to 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 shield themselves and they they couldn't function. It's like, okay, I can see why you give everybody uh, an opportunity to to have something just in case the for whatever reason the mind didn't break. Thank God. Um, if but it is, you're still able to to go out and and funk where I live, it makes it more difficult because it's quite hilly in in North Wales. So having a tank uh, a tank to be able to get around would not be ideal. So I never kind of uh, use that as it would be the last case scenario. But it would be I'd always kind of go well. Can I get away with just using my crutches, or can I get away with not using my? It's like I've still got a negative perception towards it, like any other amputee, because it's like, well, that's a massive step backwards. Whereas I think from a sporting perspective, because it's agile, it, it's sleek, it looks nice, it's not heavy. It, it's it's like I don't know how to describe, you know, um, a high end luxury car versus a piece. Of, like a I don't know Morris Minor or we go way back there's something that's hideous and you don't want to be anywhere near it but that that is that in itself is 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 stigma and it comes down to you know mental perception is it uh, a case of me looking at if I but if I was use it from uh, a video clip I saw from Gary V he he kind of got asked somebody wins what kind of car do you drive that was bmw and this was an amazing question that he asked the, the guy in the audience says do you like bmw or do you like that what people perceive of you which is i think it, it is you could probably blanket that over the wheelchair you could blanket that over mental health as is it really what you perceive of the disability or disablement or is it what you think other people will think of you mm. and i think that i think that is true because sometimes um what helped me own up like everyone who knows me knows well they might think i might wear glasses or something but when I started owning up to it, and it's made my life a lot easier. That way, if I say where's the toilet, someone will show me. And I think sometimes you don't want other people. Empathy is great, but pity is dreadful, isn't it? And I think when someone is trying to understand to make a situation better, but as you said, like when I lost my eyes back in 87, I was free. How many people must have said to my parents, always oh, life's over, oh, all the things he's going to miss, and and when you are disabled, yes, you do miss out on certain things, but there's so many things, if you're willing to try, that you can achieve. And that's why I think the Paralympics and all these things are so brilliant, because what is the difference from the Paralympics to the normal Olympics, apart from the perception of them? Well, that's a great point, Kevin. It's, it's, it's perception, because... Uh, what did I, I, took the piss, I took the piss out of their, their motto. 
um a couple of weeks ago as you know uh was it high, higher faster stronger together i utilize to sell a product because it's like well in terms of disability you can't get more you can't get better than that because the epitome of you know togetherness as a community it doesn't matter if you're blind cerebral palsy amputation wheelchair user the list is endless it's one community they take, they take the piss out of each other uh and I was horrified as a how old I would have been, fourteen year old, maybe fifteen year old. I was like, we can't say that of of uh, visually impaired people being blinkies and and throwing dwarves. Mm. It's like for me because I'd been in an able bodied yeah. community for so for for so long. It's like, well, these are un PC things to say. Uh, I think as I've got older and I've being in, involved in that little bubble is is pretty obviously some of the things we can't say because it, it'd be an ex, there'd be an ex, explicit kind of things to say to one another. But the point that I'm making, it, 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 what you say, what you say, Kev, in terms of perception is it's true because for whatever reason, uh, the Olympians are seen as superhuman. They're trying to diminish that now. It's like, well, it's technically true because you're supposed to be the best of the best, you know, the strongest, the fastest. Um, what have I missed? It's true. That, that aspect of togetherness is something you've added on because of COVID. It w wouldn't be there if it wasn't for a pandemic because the togetherness is not there. You've got people bending the rules. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in the Paralympics. It's just probably not as evident um because where there's a gray area every, every, somebody's going to take advantage of it and uh, no matter what it doesn't matter if it's sport it doesn't matter if it's business if you've got a loophole somebody's going to take advantage of it but that's rightly so and channel four has changed this slogan because that's what they used for london was superhuman it's i would technically agree that a disabled person has probably worked a lot harder than an olympian to get to that point because they've tested uh, their own limiting beliefs, their upper perceptions of schooling, you name it. I'll probably face some of those things of, okay, one of my teachers said you would amount to nothing, but that was nothing to do with sport or physical ability. I just happen to be not doing very well academically and thus you're going to blanket me with, okay, because you're academically... <coughs> underachieving you know become a failure and i use that in sport it's like okay mm. when i was having low days okay this person said this to me as i think about 13 14 i utilize it for t not 10 years solid but if i was struggling to get any sort of motivation internally it's like oh, let me use this dark energy this is what somebody has said negatively towards me it's the easiest one, it's the easiest one to come to mind. Let me utilize it in uh, from a bad perspective to get a possible outcome for me. I can laugh and joke about that now, 20 years on. It's like it, it's it still hurts, but I don't believe the statement. It's like, okay, I got in with the wrong crowd academically i probably didn't push myself as well as i probably could have i it helped that i changed schools and then i thrived and then 
I think after that, sport did very well because people would say, well, okay, we don't view you as disabled. I had that perception of being different because I was the only one in my school. Yeah. Everybody else, everybody, okay, people are going to look at me differently because of this. Mm. And, I, and I never actually asked anybody, do you view me in this way? I kind of had a light bulb moment. This this is, I, I didn't have to wear a school uniform, it was one bonus. Um, but I kind of went to myself, well, who is this impacting the most? You or them? Mm. And and I think people are amazed by, it's not that big a deal because it's like a piece of clothing. It's not, it's, it's, I was such in a, uh, probably a good place because of sport and confidence in that environment. It's like, okay, I have a problem with this. This has to change. If I would have been in a negative place, probably a bit more difficult to change it because it would be okay I have a problem with my disability I perceive that other people see me as inferior and then it becomes more difficult but because of the support of family I think support of I'm probably very very extroverted when it came to sport I was introverted and everything else it helped to kind of give that reinforce that positive and then pretty much I as long as I can remember and that's pretty much brainwashing because if you look at it if you were to listen to lyrics intently no matter what genre it is and I put aside the stuff that's sad and depressing I'm, I'm talking about that, that actually have like a life lesson within it that person is the easiest one for me to be able to, to use an example is Eminem his life, his life was a lot harder than mine. Thus, I, I think where you can relate to certain aspects of his life, it's like, okay, this is a struggle. He's 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 well, well very well known. He's very wealthy. However, he's faced a struggle. He's overcome it. And the words speak to people. And, and okay, I use hip hop and rap a lot more, but. It's something that I can utilize 20 years on now as okay I'm having a bad day let me listen to this for however long or be able to get myself into another state to be able to to go from coaching to to having a sales call to going on a podcast okay the podcast is probably the easiest of them all because it's depending on which side of the the microphone I'm at, be it if I'm the the guest, it's a lot easier because it's my story. Um, you take it where you want to as host, but I'm answering questions, so it's probably not that difficult. Uh, versus probably being the host, I've got to think on my feet, but I enjoy it because I like I like where the conversation is going to go. Versus probably on the other spectrum, a sales call or a consultation, I'm trying to get the person to be either aware of the problem, go to places they never thought they would do, be very uncomfortable, and obviously that's very energy sapping. It, it's like completely opposite. And I think through music or any tool that's going to fill your cup back up, everybody needs to do because you, you've got those people in... in, in in your world or in your life that uh you know the toxic toxic people i'm talking about be it the energy sapping is like they're they're very um you don't really want to be around but 
it could be family it could be uh, colleagues it's like oh, i really don't want to be around you, you kind of you take all the your your you're kind of like a leech it's like anytime i come around you you take you take it away okay i've listened to some gurus and say they need to kind of cut those people off uh, i couldn't do it if it was family because like well mm. they're gonna be there okay some people don't have that luxury but for rightly or wrongly those are going to be that stand by you the most when 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 the rubber hits the green when it gets yeah. hard those are generally people that are going to be there in the dark times, okay, you're gonna have some people who are friends, some people it would kind of show where the, the true people are in your life that they'll come to to the rescue. But, and I've sidetracked off this a little bit, it comes back to it does come back to perception. It's, it's, I think the Paralympics kind of showcase the best of humanity because it's like, okay. The person kind of got the proverbial middle finger up to lie. I was like, okay, I've got, if we were to use Ellie Simmons as an example, the dwarfism generally have a short period of life, uh, a life expected. But she's made sense of, of, her, of what she's got. I had the fortune of, I've trained with her, I've trained alongside a lot of the British athletes uh, uh, growing up, um, and it, it gives me... I think this is probably going to be the easier for games to watch now that I've retired. I think it's very difficult to to withdraw and to accept you're no longer uh, in that bubble. Um, Rio was very difficult. Uh, Tokyo has been, as a spectator, quite quite. Uh, the Olympics was thoroughly enjoyable. It was okay. I did rem reminisce and kind of go, well, this this many years ago, you would have been in training camp. Okay, that's that's cool, well and good. That's nice. Uh, we'll just we'll we'll accept the 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 good of it. Um, I know there was a lot of hard hard work and things like that. I don't miss that whatsoever. So, that, so I've got a smile on my face. Whereas you rewind five years ago, being be able to see behind the scenes and being able to it was very debilitating. It was I won't say depressing. It, what it wasn't serving me it was making it worse so i was i i would probably needed support then and and i probably won't even further back than that to kind of go well you're not you you you're not things are not going your way uh i was blaming other people for my mistakes and things so just hear myself talk there was all of the um, uh, depressive states that I'm talking about, but I wasn't aware as it was, and I probably did it quite a lot throughout sport, sport as well. It would always be blaming other people. Okay, it's I haven't I haven't played today. It's us versus it's it's a it's an us and I mentality. I didn't I wasn't involved. Thus, it's not my fault that we lose. Uh, whereas I think now. I would have a different tact about it because I have impact on it on in training. If I don't give a hundred percent in training, it doesn't prepare the other person for competition. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fully, fully agree with that. Can I just go back to something you said there about um, basically haters and people hating on you and and 
and not being able you're not being able to remove them from your life because we we hear a lot don't we at the moment you, you listen to any guru going basically and the first thing they say is remove everyone out of your life who's who's not good for you and that is not possible because sometimes you don't even know they are that person so I listened to someone the other day and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head and what he actually said is you need to reframe your own mind so if someone is coming at you with hate don't remove them from your life just turn them into a positive turn their 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 donors into a positive and you 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 kind of said you've done that already with that teacher so that teacher was telling you you're not good enough you're not going to amount to everything but that foot put fire in your basement that give you a positive that made you rise up, that made you train, that made you get out the door and do it. So I think instead of having this blanket, remove everyone from your life who's not positive, let's go, actually, let's look at it and go, we'll reframe it and turn it into a positive. Well, it goes a step further than that, Lee. It's even more impossible now because of social media. So uh, they were talking about it with the with the, the Olympics, uh, with Adam Peaty, of they've got the platform to be able to showcase... Uh, you know the positives and, and their story, and okay, some Simone Biles has come out with her having the um, what did she call it, twisties and and mental block with within within routines. Uh, for some extent, I agree. I agree with what she did because it ta- it probably takes a figure like that with a multi medalist to kind of go okay that there is it's a problem for everybody in society. Excuse uh, me, two seconds, Jamie. Excuse- can you can you hear that noise? Lee, can you hear it? Stop now. It was like a... No, it's gone. Sorry. Sorry, Kate. I didn't I do want you to be saying all this good stuff and then we couldn't hear it. Okay. from my headphones. Sorry, sir. Sorry. It's all right. And what I was saying with Simone Biles, with the mental health, it's good that she's come out and spoken about it. And I think one quote that was on the BBC website of what I could relate, you know, is you're either 100% in or you're not. I probably, and I'm not afraid to say this, if it was that bad, why compete? Because I had the mindset of, and that's probably where I I retired when I did, was I'd rather not turn up to a games than be off the boil. It's, it's, I, I don't want to have any regrets of could have, should have, could have, should have, would have. Um, okay, it's, I would probably say it's probably a little bit more difficult to make a Paralympics to a certain extent because there's no guarantee that you'll be selected, even if you're a cha- you're on the cusp of you know being a medalist or not. It's very political at times whether or not somebody goes or not. Uh, there's somebody I can't remember his name just missed out and it, it split the camp of should he go should he have, should he go or shouldn't he it's like well I think he's a six time Paralympian so it's like well you've had a good run it's unfortunate that it didn't end on your terms uh, but that is probably how it is within athletics swimming cycling it's very cutthroat you might be uh, a, a medalist in the past, but if you're not performing now, it's no guarantee. Um, and I appreciate, you know, people's mental well-being. Um, the the British Olympians, I think, have underperformed. 
and they will hide a little bit when it comes to uh, we weren't able to train, we, you know, we weren't able to train because of lockdown. It's like, well, that was pretty much the same for everybody around the globe. So, okay, maybe by Australia and New Zealand, that got a, maybe got a little bit more of a handle on it because they're more isolated. But I don't think that's going to be the, the, some of those excuses are going to be used by the Paralympians. They'll kind of go, well, they make the best of what we've got. Uh, I think... Um, well, I know for a fact the a lot of the the elite athletes got dispensation and are able to exercise and and, and what ultimately train is not exercise but train whereas the re- regular folk in society were still stuck inside it's like you've got a luxury you've not performed it shows that I've been in that environment because I don't t- I don't take these excuses very lightly and I'm very unforgiving of oh, the four by one come second in, in in the relay, the one who'd lo- who lost and got second place was distraught and it was heard. I heard it over the microphone. It's okay. It's like it's not. You're supposed to be the best of the best. Uh, our relay is one of the best in the world. You shouldn't be losing to the Italians. I get that the Italians had a wonderful games uh, when it came to the athletics, but. We're in front, the Americans aren't in it, and the Jamaicans obviously are in a rebuilding phase. I can see why the guy is distraught, but from a mental perspective, that's going to haunt him because he bottled it, uh, in in the real sense of it. But coming back to my point with, with Simone Biles and showcasing you know, the frailty of, uh, of athletes, it's like, well, they're human beings... But it doesn't help that your motto is higher, faster, stronger, because you're supposed to be the best of the best. And um, I, I, I don't even remember what the Paralympic one is. But There's, I love the Paralympic one because there must be something wrong with you to compete in the Paralympics, and that's like a double entendre, isn't it? Saying you've got to have a disability, but there's got to be something wrong with you in the head. And I thought it was a brilliant slogan. Well. I think every athlete is something wrong with it. That, that's what I mean. That, that's what I liked it because it was that tongue in cheek, which the Paralympics does so well. Oh, it's, it's been okay with the disability. That's probably yeah. what it is. It's it's been okay. Uh, I I probably put, couldn't put my finger on why I wanted to physically do the things that I did. Um, I think people still ask me to this day, well, why did you do it? It's like, well, because I wanted to. Um, it's a, it's a it comes down to choice. Uh, I I have always been fairly active since I remember uh, that I could walk. Um, so for me, it's like, well, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. It's like a pro- progression. Uh, I I can appreciate that not everybody wants to be an Olympian or a Paralympian. I get that. Um, so uh, one of the more recent clients. His his mother was like, well, he doesn't want to be a Paralympian. He doesn't want to be viewed as, because uh, he's missing to uh, being a double but uh, amputee. He don't want to be perceived as that's all he can achieve. Very intellectual, very well spoken. Wants to be viewed for, uh, you know, another skill set. I use I use my sport as a vehicle. If you want to perceive me as, uh, okay, I would probably never s- signposted into that route because 
Paralympics was viewed differently uh, um, when I was growing up. It's like, well, nobody turned around and said, James, are you going to be an Olympian? It's like, it probably, the perception never even crossed their mind as, okay, James is disabled. Thus, he's at a dis- I use that as an advantage. So in my in my swimming days, I take took great delight in beating, you know, the, the kids who had pushy parents. It's like, well, now you're going to get it both ways. You, you, you didn't swim very well. And you got be you got beaten by a disabled person. Thus, uh, it was it, for me. It was kind of a chip on my shoulder, uh, or an axe to grind. It was it, it enabled me to to, to propel and, and succeed. Because it's like, well, I shouldn't be beating you, but I am. Yeah. Um, okay, the league was very poor, but that's that's a different story altogether. But. If I thought that was better than somebody, it would be okay. We're gonna we're gonna kind of go. I'm gonna show you one. Uh, I did it. Uh, one of the last competitions I did before I came back to university. Of uh, I'd came back to the UK uh, to try and get selection for uh, the Commonwealth Games back in 2006 in Melbourne. Uh, and when I went back to Belgium and on the base, people were like, "Oh, you're gonna be," and I, I'm deliber- I deliberately did it, but. A lot of people that knew the two swimmers were like, "Oh, you're going to beat James." So I did it on purpose. Okay, yeah, let's let's fuel this so you have more and more pressure. I know I probably will beat you. I've got a little bit of self doubt because you had beat me in the season, but I've trained all summer. You haven't, uh, and I could kind of see this personal crumble. I was like, "I'm just going to lump it on even more and kind of go, yeah, he should beat me,' and I walked it, but." In terms of what what I'm what I'm referring to is, I've probably always I've I've played that disability card to my advantage. Mm. I, I won't always do it, but in terms of I, I like what you said, Kevin. Of of they're they're wrong in the head. They probably probably most most of them are. They're very sadistical. Very, mm. um, well, what's the other one? But. It, it takes a special type of someone to to willingly endure pain and mm-hmm. be comfortable being in that environment and, and and succeeding because the mind is a very very um, dark place and very it can be very troublesome at times because and I'm even if we put mental mental other side it's not comfortable when it when it get when when it gets difficult yeah. most people quit it's like it it's it doesn't come down to physical capabilities mental it's 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 whether or not you're willing to go when it when you get to breaking point do you persevere so okay i i i'm at one level uh, and I had somebody did question me. I, I know my physical capabilities. Like, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> uh, they had the same impairment as me. It's like you do. That's not. That's a ridiculous statement. Um, if you'd have said something differently, of I know my uh, mental capacity and uh, I don't want to go to a certain level. Okay, that's fine. I accept. But when you said physical capability, that's not true. I went to Paralympics, so I I know that there's a there's a level of uh to be able to to push through, um and I know there's probably multiple levels above that because I didn't medal. So mm. I I I know deep down that 
from a from a position of probably perseverance uh, and willpower. It's I get that. Some I, people... I think I think Jamie, though, like some people will settle for I can't do it, and I've lived my whole life thinking I might not be able to do it your way, but I'm going to find a way to do it by any nook or crook. And we had someone on the show um, on Thursday, Blind Dave, and he ran the seven marathons in seven different countries over seven days. And when he was telling us all the stuff that he's achieved, and that's why I love Paralympics and talk to people like yourself, but some people will settle for, I can't do that, I've got bad eyes, I can't do that because I've got a bad leg, I can't do that because I've... And then the extraordinary people who go, I'm going to do it, I might fail, I probably will fail, but I'm going to give it my all anyway. Because people have always said, you're confident, Kev. And I said, no, I'm not confident, but I am brave. But give me courage over confidence any day. Because one's a mask that I wear and one's a sword that I'll use. And that's it. I think when people aren't happy with, no, I can't. Well, that comes by. That, I could go probably a step further than this. Probably helps from coaching perspective. Is, is That's an environment that they've come from. Is, is, there, is their environment being supporting and nurturing? Mine has, so can't. Obviously, it's in the it's in the it's in the vocabulary, but it be it would be a case of. Okay, I'd probably agree with what you said. Of okay, can't, I can't do it your way. I'll find an alternative or an adaptable way of doing it. Okay, I did it as a kid of just playing on the monkey bars. I couldn't do it straight away, and I took myself away and I sat in from one side and observed. And then, um, and this is probably I got no recollection of it whatsoever. But, but for conversations with family, my mum said you could see the cogs turning. I'm I'm figuring it out. I'm finding ways in which I could do it. And pretty much now, I, that's something I could take for granted. I've got the upper body strength, it's, it, and I and I eventually overcame it. And it does come back to that point of you know nurture and support of. of if you've got an un, un, unsupportive and un, an unsupportive environment, obviously that's going to come up a lot. I can't do this because I've not been given the opportunity. So that's me looking at it from a different perspective. Mm. But in terms of I can't... Oh, we came up on the news the other day of... Um, I think it was like an excerpt for BBC with the uh, special needs school of said I can't look at might. It's like to me that's the same thing. Can't is a negative and might is 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 a negative positive. It's it's, it's still not positive. It's still not as positive it could be. Why can't the person be can't? It's perceived as they can't do this, but will or can uh, will is a little bit more progressive than might of I'd probably use my and kind of go okay you still think I can't do it then um and and go from that okay special needs now is not the same education as it was in the 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 80s and the 70s of um, my basketball coach was in a disability school I I was fortunate enough to go into mainstream education so I don't know any uh different uh was things made any easier for me? Uh, probably not. Um, you hear stories of you know PE and disability not being a very inclusive or 
or the teachers aren't very embracing of uh, the kids with disability. And this is still happening in, in, in the 2000s, thinking, well, okay, I wasn't subjected to it from a point of view of belittlement. I think to a certain extent, probably the disability was in that comment of you're not you're not going to amount to anything. I think it's probably that that um, I think what helped me to to gain parity and um, what's the word I want to use respect from the teachers. I beat him in a in a, in a discipline. Uh, we did we did a swimming lesson. He challenged me to a race, and he let me pick the he let me pick the pick the stroke. So I picked butterfly, which is which was more probably most dominant at the time. Uh, and I beat him, and it wasn't even close. So I gained the respect because, like, well, I've embarrassed you, or pretty much humiliated you in front of my peers. My fe- peers are great delight in taking the piss, um, uh, which obviously didn't like. But I gained a little bit of self-respect for myself because, it's like, okay, oh. you are good. You are good at this sport. Uh, did I think I'd go to the heights of Paralympic? Probably not. Um, I, I, I got to be a realist. Uh, back then, it was, it was kind of going from wanting to be a footballer or play basketball, mainstream. It's like, this is not going to happen because you've got a disability. But for whatever, and I'm not a religious person, for whatever reason, the the, the planet seemed to align and I was asked, would, do I, would I like to do disability sport? And it took a couple, maybe a couple of days to be able to swallow my pride and my ego. And I think family as well and kind of go well, let's run with this and see where the, the opportunity takes us um, and uh, I I asked my, our head coach and he knew somebody I still speak to the the, the, the coach that was my swim, first swim coach in disability sport to this day and that's oof 17 years ago and, 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 and still speak occasionally and kind of go from there and, and still touch base with people back in the day and kind of going, well, that coach that said, would you ever do disability But I thanked his son for it. It's like, I don't know what your intentions were, be it malice or or you were trying to be a, a philanthropist, but thank you, as you, you gave me the 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 impetus to, to, to make a career and pretty much I've made a second career because of it, uh, because of the sport. Okay, I wasn't as successful as per se I potentially would have liked um, because I wanted uh, a gold medal or nothing and that's pretty much uh, the mantra of... Um, UK sport of you know it's it's medals are a premium everything else is failure um it's kind of a do or die attitude it's win at all costs uh that's probably why this mental health aspect is coming into sport because it's very cut business even business in that cutthroat uh sport is kind of seen as wonderful it's not wonderful for the people that have been in it, that's for sure. Because you're just once you're no longer useful, you're discarded. You're you're like you're like garbage. It's like you're you're no longer viable. Okay, let's throw you on the scrap heap. Um, I'm not saying for one instance that was the case with me. I, I walked away 
because uh, I wanted to retire on my terms. Uh, and I probably refer to it now as, you know, uh, exiting stage right with a curtain shut. I chose to leave when I did. I was resentful to other people that was getting plaudits uh, when they retired and I wasn't. Um, I think I'm a bigger, big, bigger person now because like, well, that was your, you chose to, to leave the stage. Um, I think anybody that's seen a theatre production knows that they come back and get the round of applause. You didn't walk out. You, you decided not to go back on stage when that happened. That's on you, James. Uh, and that's probably now, it's more of a, a vehicle to kind of showcase to people. This is a, this is a setback that I had. This is something you can learn from that. Uh, whatever you take from it. Um, okay, I can laugh about it now. I wasn't laughing about it five years ago. It was still a big deal. I was very bitter human being. Um, I was interviewed a couple of months ago and this person could t hear it in my voice as you're a quite angry person, James. It's like, okay. If, you, if you've picked up on that, I'll, I'll, I'll embrace it. I don't think I was. I've not listened back to it since, but they've they've kind of said you've come a long way since then. So like, so, so so I probably was. I was probably very bitter because it didn't end the way I wanted it to. It wasn't this magical uh, moment of riding out on a white horse. But that's not that's fantasy. That's not, never going to happen for for most of the people. It's. In reality, life is cruel. It's it's unjust. It's unfair. Uh, I think having a disability, I, c I can laugh and joke about it a little bit more sometimes because uh, our use of what did I use? Uh, I was away back in the end of May uh, at a, at the Masters with, with my fellow peers from coaching and, and our head coach, and I was approached on the beach by an old lady of. Oh, it must be tough to walk on sand with crutches. And the other guys asked, do you get that a lot? I was like, yeah, that's normal. That's, that's, it might not happen all the time, but for me, it's quite blasé. It's 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 not it's probably the same for you, Kevin. It happens probably more times than you can count. It, 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 now it's, it, it's what are they going to say? For me, it wasn't hurtful. It was a question. Uh, it was a statement. It's it's Yes, it was more difficult than I thought it ever would be, but the sand is slightly different on the east coast than it is with me being on the on the Irish Sea. I guess our sand is a bit more compact, but I use that as content because, like, well, who 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 within the community has ever experienced that? I know it's going to get traction because it's it's fact. It's it could be that's quite tame to something more severe, uh, but I guess because when you have over your limbs or you don't have, like yourself, Lee, you have a, a child that's got a disability, that's normality. It's like it's unnormal to experience. Uh, is that challenging for you? It's like, to me, that's no, that's normality. Um, this is what me and Lee and we've been having, like, cause once again, mental health disability. But how many board members on these, on these forums have either got a disability or they have lived with disability, as in their son, their husband, and I find, I bet you've noticed this through your life, people come up with these ideas and thinking, where on earth have you pulled that from? Because that's not actually made anyone's life better. You've just pulled this idea out the air instead of talking to someone with eye problems, physical problems, wheelchair. And like sometimes you go, 
oh, where's the disabled toilet? It's on the second floor. Well, have you got a lift? Oh, they've, they've, <laughs> built, they've built these steps. And you think, oh, we've done that for the blind. You go, but where's the little yellow line on the front of the step? Or The thing that always makes me laugh about the blind, the blind's mascot is Sooty. Is a yellow puppet that doesn't talk. How do you describe to a blind bloke what yellow is? Is the one puppet that didn't talk? Well, you think, I, I think where are these think, ideas coming from? <laughs> I think it's it, it's coming from trying to do some good. But I think I I, I echo what you said, Kevin. In terms of you don't communicate with the, the community you're trying to help you don't really save anything. So if you were trying to help the blind, you need to consult with visually impaired, you know, at the spectrum. Yeah. If it was to do with disability, it makes sense to have a disabled toilet on the ground floor. Uh, if it came to... But that's... that's you, could, you could say that of anything. It's normally, it's something that is not because other people that are going to be... Uh, take advantage or you utilize it and never, never normally not consulted. Or if we were to use BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter, they generally said that uh, government doc document was looking at um, institutional racism, didn't really look at it. But I think where I come from with being mixed race as well is okay, this. You've got two children, and I'm going to take some flack from this a little bit, but I'm okay with that. Is you have two choices with that. You can be the victim or be the victor. I, I would take on, okay, I have a disability. I can use the, the card when when I play, and probably very much more so now, because that's where we're on. we are in society. I think it's Britain bends over backwards a little bit. And I think society will bend over too much. It's like, well, are you going to grow a thicker skin a little bit? Something a tongue-in-cheek. Some things are not as disrespectful as, as you interpret them. And, okay, I have the race card. But if you want to give me the power to be able to have an advantage over the two of you because of the color of my skin... I'll utilize it, but I'll utilize it in the right way and like a positive way. If I've got if I've got something to say, it's going to be progressive and it's going to be. It, I'm going to step up when when somebody says, "Are oh, you going to do something about it?" Okay, I put my hand up and I'll do something. Whereas opposed to the news, is, the news is very divisive anyway. But in terms of generally, when you listen to 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 news, it's generally negative. It's like, well, how is this impacting you? And it's the victim. And okay, the person might not be aware of what they're saying as you're kind of spiraling in a negative way because you're in a you're depressed. Okay, not being able to be a let out. Okay, uh, the media come out with freedom day. I thought that was utter ridiculous. It's like mm. nobody has been imprisoned in the house. Okay, uh, it's probably more difficult for. The likes of people in in Birmingham, in London, and Manchester, than people on the on the coast who have got access to to a garden, have got access to the seaside, uh, and being able to have fresh air. It's like, yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, it's been more difficult for you, but you're not in a six by six cell, and you're not and you're not allowed out. Uh, so, I know why the media have done it. It's to, to create create divide, and to 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 put it as well. Okay. One person's gonna fall on one side of the tracks, uh, and and to put it at, at at that, but and 
if we go a step further than that, um, uh, with popular culture, because uh, my mum likes Love Island, that should, program shouldn't even be on the television, considering the impact it's had on mental health. Uh, of okay, not only as I think it's two or three contestants killed themselves, the presenter did it as well because of uh, the media being so volatile. Uh, I was lit, I had this door open, so I heard one of the episodes. It was pretty much okay. They got counselling, but you're deliberately making people insecure, and they're yeah. already so. I talked to a fellow coach on my podcast about it because you brought it up. I was like, people perceive them as perfection when it comes to physical. It's like, well, let me stop you there. How many flaws do they have when it comes to other things? You know, insecurities. Um, trouble with relationships they pretty much act like children or or teenagers and they're in their 20s if not older this is not really there's so many things wrong with with the program that okay you were looking at whether or not you're going to axe it it's like it shouldn't be for debate it's like four people have killed themselves because of the pressures of social media and the God-given right that somebody deems they have to be able to voice their opinion in no matter what 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 consequence that gives. Um, and okay, it it's one thing for t- to 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 come down on the social media accounts, but I was always brought up if you haven't got anything good to say, you don't say it at all. So I always look at something as okay. I might not agree with what is being said but what i give to the to the conversation is it adding to it or subtracting so if it's subtracting i won't say anything and i'll keep going about my day if it needs addition and i'm going to be able to supplement and it actually helps somebody i'll give my opinion but through the through you know the evolution of facebook instagram twitter is probably the most vile of the lot tiktok's not far behind people deem that because I have a platform to be able to express what I have to say I'm going to say it so one individual I've got I know quite well he got trolled and kind of went I think the person said to him what's the point of you nothing to do with disability what's the point of you and he, he, he obviously went back on his platform and kind of went well why are you following me? I would have probably gone in a different way and I think it showed my progression because I would probably go in with both barrels a couple months ago as well and kind of go well what's the point of you because if you seem to come at me and you're following me it's you need to look at yourself in the mirror but i think where i've progressed is you know through through kindness you'd go i kind of go well i'd probably question well if you need to come at me like that what are you unwilling what are you not willing to take on and challenge yourself because to come out I think somebody reinforced it it's like you weren't talking about disability but this is what's wrong with society it's like you you have you're willing to have um, all the power and entitlement but not willing to take the consequences so it's very we're in a very dangerous place I've, don't you find that a lot with the world, though? 
and it's um, oh I'm only having banter. I'm only having banter. And he goes, No, you're being obnoxious and rude. And I had, a, I had a lovely saying, say what you mean, but don't say it mean. And I thought how simple that is. And we've seen a lot with that with the, the vaccines, the masks. And you're an idiot if you wear one, you're an idiot if you don't, you're an idiot if you're and thinking that's your opinion. And I believe everyone can have an opinion. But please don't try and ram it down my throat. I've got my own cause and beliefs, and I won't slate you for thinking something. So please have the common courtesy to do the same back to us. Well, it probably comes back to education. That is, it's, 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 it's been well. Communication is a lost that. It's, it's, it's slowly, slow. Well, it's not dying, but it's evolving to become texting. Thus, I'm able to do it quite easily from a business perspective because I don't call it. I don't think it's communication. It's easy. I'm, I'm, I'm writing something down. There's no emotion involved most of the time, and it could be interpreted thousands of different ways. Uh, I had somebody the other day say I was being judgmental of them. I was like, no, I'm not. That's your perception of what I've wrote. I'm making light if if you're not aware that you've laughed after something that I think is not funny. This was to do with weight. If you think I'm judging you, okay, that that's fair enough. Uh, I wasn't. I'm just saying when it comes to being a bigger person, it's not really something to laugh home about, and uh, they did. I appreciate that they did open up and say it's a defensive mechanism. That's that's something you seem to look at then, because me laughing at what you said, Kevin, is, is genuine laughter. I'm not laughing because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm being defensive. Uh, I don't. Would I? I probably would do it if I felt uncomfortable with mm. something. I might laugh, but. I generally know, and if you, but this comes back to debate. It's it's people are not willing to have a. It's probably more polit. It's probably like more political answers. Let me not blow myself up and try and masquerade around it. But and I think if you stick to your morals, your principles, and your ethics, I I I I will. I'll be the first one to kind of go. Okay, that's fine. If you don't want to change, that's 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 on you. You need to take responsibility of of that. It doesn't matter if it comes to weight, it comes to mental health, it, it comes to you being an an obnoxious person or rude or being humble and uh, probably helpful. It, it comes to it's as simple as that. If you don't want to change or you're not ready to change, well, the two different things, but if you're not ready to change right now, hey, that's fine. That's okay. Come back come back to me or come back to, to, to the person that does, can help you in due course. Don't wait, but, and if you don't want to change at all, hey, that's fine. You, you've not wasted my time. You've not wasted yours. It's If, if you're comfortable being in that cesspit, hey, that's 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 fine on me. I'm gonna come back to where it's nice and nice and rosy. If you want to be in that that place, hey, who am I to judge? And I do. I find that a lot now, especially with social media, and because we've got Wikipedia, you you can always find an argument that will back up your argument. And when you talk to people, they're going, no, 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 no. Have you seen this? 
this confirms. I'm going, yeah, but that whatever we believe in, there's something to back us. And I feel that like gives people the fuel to really engage with an argument. And people, I like to think, I I have an opinion. I can talk to you and I can go, Plumenick. I never saw it like that. Thank you. I've learned something new. But some people are that close minded that no, no, no. And I always my, my brother always says this. He goes, I already know what I think. The only way I can learn is by listening to what you have to say. Well, that's that's it probably comes back to we go back to edu- formal education. Mm. It's broken. It doesn't it doesn't fit the it doesn't fit the purpose of the twenty first century. It's Victorian. If we look to the British uh schooling system, it needs pretty much massive overhaul and, and updating because most people and this is this even me even though I didn't come, I didn't have my formal education in the UK. I asked family, "Did I hate? Did I enjoy school?" They're like, "No." Mm, okay, that's that's. I, I thought I did most of it. secondary school. I didn't, but primary school, I thought I enjoyed it for the majority. It's like, no, you were like everybody else. Okay, but where I think it needs changing is, I think, from from P perspective, coming from health. Expect PE to change and embrace uh, numeracy and literacy, but the only subject that's embracing of of health is science. Whereas you could put PE in every pretty much subject of the list is endless because I can I can make the argument for any for all of them. But in terms of maybe it needs completely changing from physical education to health. And then it's more more embracing of every portion of of society because most people, if they're not sporty, hate PE because it's viewed as coming back to the Olympic argument. The the ones that do go on to do GCSE PE are sporty. Well, that's not right. Everybody should be educated to the importance of health and well being, and pretty much you know the the knock-on effect of that is their mental well-being. And that's massive. That that, that crosses literacy because then you're able to understand the importance of it, why you're doing it. Um, obviously, numeracy, is, we don't want people to be huge. Thus, you have an importance of, if I'm in a, in a, a, a range that's healthy of me, it has a knock-on effect. It helps the NHS, um, and this probably comes back to what I was saying very early doors of it's for the betterment of somebody else. It's it's not about me. It's about what I can do to to help everybody. But this is education. It's so it's so backdated. Okay, I left in two thousand and nineteen. So two years ago, and I had an argument with the the teacher doing, oh, what's it called? I call it home economics, but it's not. But it's, food you know, technology. Yeah, food technology, and they're kind of saying, oh, the eat plate, eat the the food plate is is good because that's what they need to do for 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 their exams. Like, I'm not I'm not knocking that because even when I did my qualifications as a Pete as a personal trainer, our tutor said. This is the wrong answer, but to get the right mark, put this answer. 
Um, so I, I get that the 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 year elevens doing their GCSEs need to put something to to pass. But the thing is so out of date, it's thirty years old and what horrified me was, you know, sixteen year olds not knowing how to use the, the oven, not knowing how to use the hob. Thinking these are skills that okay, even myself okay, I'm thirty five now, but I went to university not knowing how to do it. My family did show me how to do it, but I, I was there but not present. It's like I'm I'm watching, but I'm not taking on board the information. You have a subject that is, okay, I think we were probably similar age groups. It was perceived as the the girls do that and the, boot, the boys do technology, you know, wood tech and things like that. That stereotype doesn't exist now because the schools have imposed it's like the boys you'll learn sewing knitting cooking you'll do that and the and the girls will do vice versa and obviously the the the, the it, you'll get exposure to to both but there's probably still that that bit of sexism towards the boys as okay that's woman's works like well no because my both my parents can cook yeah. i can cook it's a skill Thus, if you can take care of yourself, uh, I think the news doesn't help with this because uh, it would come up with, oh, I'm not going to pay £2 for uh, 10 to 10 broccoli. I, I, I kind of went to families that, no, no, no. The argument goes deeper than that. The problem is not that the two the broccoli costs £2, it's because the convenience food is cheaper. The problem yes. is so deep-rooted as, why am I going to pay this much for healthy food it's like well because one you don't know what's in that product or, or the bare minimum because they're getting it's getting slightly better there's no there's not as much science on the back of packaging uh you don't need to go to university to be able to understand what's in it but most people it, it, it's it comes down to you know convenience which is comfortable it's like if I can just whack something in the oven or in the microwave and then eat it, it's like, well, cooking can be, I won't say liberating, that's a bit too far, but in terms of it, it gives you enjoyment. I'm not saying all cooking is pleasant. Uh, it was brought up with one of my client's mothers as he'd rather put put some chicken nuggets in the oven and, and versus doing... Uh, they come from the Caribbean, so you know, preparing a chicken and uh, and marinating. It's like, well, the last process is still the same. The oven is doing the work, not you. So it it just takes longer, but it's this aspect of effort. It's like, well, what what do you want to do? Do you want to do the work, get the reward, or not do the effort? Okay, you get a reward, but it's not it's not as satisfactory. Okay, the 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 psych the sorry the chemical response will be the same. Uh, of the body, the body don't know the difference between uh, what are called good and bad. Of if I was to do exercise, eat the proper healthy meal, and feel good for it in the long run, I feel a lot better. But that's that's I know that versus I don't exercise, I have a ready meal, 
the body gets the same response because of the sugar, the salt in the in the product. Thus, where you need to come to education is is educating people on well, companies are doing this on purpose, so you buy the product more. So if it has more salt in it, you're going to want to eat more. If it has more sugar in it, you come you become addicted to the product. Thus, you're going to buy it more. Versus if you did it yourself, I'm not saying chicken nuggets are bad. If you were to make it yourself, you know exactly how much salt you're putting in. You you know if you wouldn't. I, I don't know anybody in their right mind would put sugar in a product in in a, something that's savoury. But you know exactly what you what you're putting in the quantity, the amount, and you can add or subtract. You can put more salt in it because of taste. Uh, it's not salty enough, or you could put put less in it because oh, this is a bit too salty. Well, Jamie, my phone is just about to die. <laughs> I think it is about to die. Can you still hear me? Yep. Yeah. So, thank you ever so much, brother, for coming on. Um, I always like to end on. Have you got any quotes or sayings that have helped you get through life? I'll use the ones on my podcast. My my an athlete's mindset is not down to physical stature or any material things. It's anybody can be an athlete, but I think the perception people have of you know the Olympics and being above themselves, it's like okay, the person is willing to push the boundaries. I think everybody should want to push the boundaries for themselves. Push it does. It could be one percent. It could be five percent. It could be ten percent. But you're pushing, you know, that close-mindedness to be open, and I think when you're open to 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 change, you think you're more embracing of everybody else to be able to accept things, and 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 it gives you uh, a greater understanding of you as an individual, and you can you can kind of always look to persevere even more. So I think that would be my quote. And what is the name of the podcast, and where can people find it? Uh, my name of my podcast is The Mindset Athlete. You can find it on po- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Brilliant. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed it. So, until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Ta-ra a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta-ra a bit. Listen, listen.